0: This week on Media Delta, he's only a boy named Charlie. A boy named Charlie Brown. Hello and welcome to another episode of Media Delta. Um, We are talking about a franchise that has been around for quite some time. Um, We are dipping our toes into the huge franchise that is the Peanuts franchise. You know, the comic strip that has Charlie Brown and the dog in it, the dog that actually, you know, takes over the comic strip in most actual regions. Like, it's mostly just called Snoopy in a lot of other regions. Uh, But yeah, uh, the one that's about the boy that doesn't do things very well and kind of gets treated like shit by his friends. But uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, we are specifically today talking about a film version of it. Uh, particularly with the first theatrical film, uh, theatrical, you know, peanuts, uh, film, uh, that being a boy named Charlie Brown, which came out in 19 or December 4th, 1969. So this is a pretty old one. Um, yeah, uh, this was directed and produced by, uh, Bill Melendez and Lee Mendelson, uh, who are responsible for a lot of the Charlie Brown, uh, specials, like the holiday stuff. Uh, their names are attributed to a lot of Charlie Brown stuff. Um, and yeah, so this was the first theatrical release of a Pinot's property. Uh, I was not the only one who watched this, so please
1: introduce yourselves.
2: Hi, I'm Max. Wah, 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 wah,
1: Hi, I'm Torpid Typus, and I'm here for Toxic Friendships. Yeah,
0: so, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is a movie that I watched a lot as a kid, um, it it's just, you know, I really like Charlie Brown as a kid, so you know, this is just a perfect, it's a hour and a half long peanut special, essentially. Um, taken basically it's also taken from basically anime versions of various comic strips kind of tied together with one loose plot with a bunch of vignettes that kinda don't make sense, but whatever. Um yeah. Uh it's if you're familiar with pretty much most Charlie Brown stuff, it's Pretty much most of the same, uh, at least as an overview. Um, so I guess before we kind of get into any more details, let's just kind of go around and see how do we all uh, enjoy this. So, Ax, what were your thoughts of this?
2: Well, I mean, you kind of took the words right out of my mouth. It's just it's a it's a vignette, it's a series of vignettes, very loosely uh, tied together with an overarching plot, which actually doesn't get revealed until about halfway through the movie, uh, and that's Charlie Brown attempting to win. A uh, spelling bee and succeeding at the beginning, uh, which is you know new for him, because most the most of the movie, most of the property, the whole franchise really is about how much Charlie Brown fails at everything. Uh, everything that he loves kind of falls apart, and basically all the people he surrounds himself with, uh, with some some notable exceptions, uh, kind of suck or are toxic to him, and. Uh, <laughs> Profoundly toxic. I, I can relate a lot to to a lot of that. Um but it's it it's kind of interesting because it's it's a laid back movie. It's a very laid back kind of film, but it's also kind of depressing because you're just watching this kid basically fail at everything. And you no, know, he's just trying to find a small bit of happiness at a period of time when you're supposed to be happy.
1: So like it's not just that he fails like there are even things that he's like perfectly normal or average at but he still gets beat down anyway for not being perfect.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's very much um especially watching it when you get older and especially when you have when you have like say a generational shift in like attitudes on various things. It's interesting looking at this movie now than it would be to say, look at it like, oh, I don't know, even like twenty years ago, um, because this really, I know, like, Charlie Brown has always been a franchise that has been like known for. It. It's like, oh yeah, it's like actually kind of depressing because it's just basically tr- everyone beating down Charlie Brown for not being absolutely perfect. Um, but it's very much a this this like a. I heard someone describe this movie as basically. Or the, I guess the franchise in general, as um, basically the result of this is the idea. This is a perfect example of the boomer mentality, um, where it's basically, oh, you're not perfect. We're going to beat you down. We're not going to help you with anything. We're just going to beat you down with
2: it. Uh, I mean, like the, the the one time Charlie Brown succeeds. Uh, is when he wins at the, his local spelling bee uh, in his school, and for like a very brief glimmering moment, he's happy, and the people around him are happy because he he did it. he did it he was good at something hooray, but then that moment is fleeting because right away they want to push him into you know a, the a national spelling bee and they want him to go even further which kind of goes into what Torpid said you know like okay he's good at something but he's not perfect at something because he fails at the at the national spelling bee so now they just hate him again
1: yeah so that was yep. my favorite thing while watching it is especially like on TV they're only supportive of him when he is succeeding yeah they're only happy to see him when he is the best or close to but the second he fails they all get fucking pissed at him not at yeah. anything else at him specifically Which- for fucking up which, by the way, that's kind of the thing that
0: it's kind of it's something I always glossed over until I didn't realize, like, this is the National Spelling Bee, the Scripps National Spelling Bee, which is a, no, I'm not going to say massive event, but it's a, it's a nature event. That's existed since he, the 20s. It's he a came in second, second. He came in second, in the National Spelling Bee. Yeah, this, that's
2: pretty fucking good.
0: Like, I... I've been in a spelling like I, I, people were like happy with me when I got like second or third in the school spelling bee, like much less the national spelling bee.
2: But before he even before he even gets to the national spelling bee, though the first he the first time he goes to do the spelling bee, everybody just assumes he's gonna fail. Like every time it comes to him, they automatically just are like, "Oh yeah, he can't get this word. He's gonna screw this up," or. You know, he ought to know this word because it describes him, where it's, like, incompetent and uh, um, insecure were two of the words that he got, that Lucy uh, started shit-talking him, going, oh, he should know these words. It's like, Jesus.
1: It's, It's also not just that he got good at it. He got good at it because of the stress placed on him by others, to the point where he was, like, struggling to sleep and could only ever, like, hear words and then spell them out. Yeah. So, like, he'd be talking to himself as, as he's just under all this stress and start spelling out words he says. And he was just, like, losing it from the stress. And there was only one person, like, ignoring his dog, because it's Snoopy's it's, a dog. It's dogs, dogs are always there for you. But, yeah. like, there's only one person who supported him through it all, and that was Linus. And the only time Linus turned on him was when Charlie lost his blanket and Linus was having a panic attack.
2: Yeah, Yeah. and even then, he didn't turn on him. No, he was just angry. He was just desperate to find his blanket. Like, he didn't take it out on Charlie Brown. He just kind of, you know, got loopy.
0: He was going through very—he was not in a very good headspace at that moment.
2: In fact, it's Linus who kind of anchors the entire ordeal of Charlie Brown losing this national event, you know, and Charlie Brown feeling embarrassed and isolated and outcasted. And Linus basically just says to him, well, the world didn't end as and I know it's kind of, it sounds kind of callous, but it, it, in a way it reminds him that, you know, it it's not the end of the world that it, there, it's just one incident and you, you still did a good job.
1: Yeah. Well, like yeah. He, Linus even went to New York with Charlie Brown. He's the only one who went with him.
2: Yeah. Well, he only, he, he, he... he only went for the blanket initially. Yeah.
1: Well, yes, but still, like he was supportive of him the whole way through. Yeah, and then yeah. when they come back, and Charlie is dejected after everyone treats him like shit, Linus still comes to his door the next day to ask him if he wants to play ball. Yeah,
2: which and then unfortunately delivers the news that the only game Charlie Brown missed is the game that they won. Yeah. Further, further deepening his depression. But yeah. but yeah, Linus is like the one bright. Mo- Right person in his life other than snoopy snoopy being a dog you said like you said dogs are loyal they're gonna be there for you and
0: yeah i was gonna say he's he's essentially the comic relief of this
2: yeah kind of but like despite the movie being i felt like the movie got a little too laid back at times um it's 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 an hour and a half long and it's that way because there are, there are a couple of scenes, two two in particular that stood out, where uh, Schroeder playing the piano and uh, Snoopy's ice skating uh, dance went on for way way too long. They
1: definitely we, we, felt like they were buying
2: time with those. Yeah, we didn't need we didn't need those sequences to begin with, and they didn't need to be as long as they were. But it it, it definitely felt like they were padding out the 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 runtime with those. Yeah,
0: it's. <laughs> Like even when I was watching this as a like a kid, uh the piano segment in general, because that segment does not need to be in the movie at all. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to
1: find out what the because it so, like it's, it's I mean, I'd I'd say it's hard to argue that actually because it is just a series like for the most part there is the entire plot bit which spans like the latter half third of the movie. But like, in general, it's just a loosely strung
2: series of what are basically animated comic strips yeah i believe a number of them were lifted directly out of the strip
0: yep Yep. uh it's listed uh apparently the the majority of the strips that uh this movie's based off of uh were from february of 1966. uh also apparently there was supposed to be an alternative ending uh where the word that he misspells is not beagle uh but maze uh m-a-z-e like the like the uh, thing, uh, which he spells as M A Y S, like willy Maze. Oh, I which, thought
2: it would have been like Maze, like the like the corn,
0: which that's actually kind of a thing that I found kind of weird about this. It's like one of those weird technical details that you know are not in there because you know it's just tell it's to help tell a story. The words that they were giving out were really easy, like, yeah. I mean, I know that they're like you're also younger kids, but that. And spelling well, much harder words at that that age
2: well if i remember correctly they're in the second grade and that's the uh that's where the the uh competency level was for the uh, spelling bee was the second grade that probably makes sense so that would probably be why it's not more loquacious yes
0: um the one thing i did want to say about the because it was bothering me when i watched it because the one thing i say that the that scene doesn't need to be there but actually uh, that movie is where I first heard the piece, which actually is one of my favorite pieces of classical music. Uh, to for specifics of what it is, uh, it is Beethoven's Piano Sonata Number Eight, uh, the path- uh, Pathétique, uh, particularly the second movement, which is Adagio Cantab- Cantabile, I believe. Um, you sure
2: said some words. Yes, but yeah, no, it's a great piece. It's a really nice piece, but just the whole sequence just. It doesn't need to be there.
0: That's really weird. Yeah. Like, there's, like, weird, like, gothic, like, imagery going all over the scene. And just, I, that scene always bugged me as a kid. Uh, And then also the hockey scene also was a bit weird. Which, to be fair, uh, that is, that tends, actually becomes a recurring segment. I think it is a segment from the comic um, with Snoopy basically getting really pissed off at various sport uh there is another i think it might actually be the second or the movie that came out after this or no it wasn't um it's a movie i can't remember when it came out it might actually come out in the 80s uh bon voyage charlie brown uh has a very similar scene you know what it had to have been 80s because he's doing he's basically trying to be a john McEnroe, so that would definitely have to be 80s um, but uh, regardless that there is a precedent for that kind of scene with Snoopy. Um, and
2: it hits it hits a number of the the standard notes charlie brown's love of flying kites and you know his the kites going into the tree and you know charlie brown having a hard time flying the kite to begin with you know it it, it hits all it hits all of the, the 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 standard peanuts tropes in a short period of time yeah
1: i mean honestly like at this point like with a more modern read charlie just reads as someone He's just kind of bullied and deeply depressed. So
0: that was actually kind of something that I was thinking of after rewatching it. Um, Because I was thinking about other, because Lord knows there are plenty of other peanut stuff. There seems to be two, like two or three variations on peanut stuff. You have what this falls into, which is basically like Charlie Brown, like basically fails at something, like tries to do something and fails at it. Uh, which is a good handful of that kind of medium. There's actually the more interesting ones, actually. Um, Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown. Like, actually, all the other movies other than this uh, have a have a, uh instance of basically Charlie Brown stumbles onto something and basically helps out uh, someone else, which is usually, they're a lot less mean about it, um, and they tend to actually have storylines that are like, Not just Charlie Brown being bullied by life, Um, like for example, Snoopy Come Home is a actually very depressing movie um, about Snoopy. Basically, basically the relationship between Snoopy and Charlie Brown uh, also hurt Snoopy's original owner, which may or may not exist depending upon what uh, Charlie Brown like whatever I don't want to say timeline it is, but when they remember that whenever they remember that Snoopy had either Snoopy was like, had a previous owner or not. Um, And then you have stuff like Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown, which is basically Charlie Brown actually winning a race for once. um, and basically being vital at that. Uh, Spoiler
2: alert.
0: (laughs) It's a a kid's movie. Uh, And then. um, And then by the Charlie Brown, which was weird because it um, it like ties into like Charlie Brown's father's service in the world in World War One, which is really weird because you're in like France. And it's like this weird side plot that I, I barely remember watching that movie. But uh, there are interesting things you can do with it. And it's just that this one, I think the fact that it's like, oh, it's a Peanuts movie. Uh, the fact that it's probably the roughest about that particular thing. Um, but yeah.
2: It's also really well animated. This, you know, like it's yeah. it's a very I I, I want to say it's very low budget. It looks very low budget, but for it's also very smooth. It so for what it is.
0: So I it is so as I mentioned earlier, it's Bill Melendez and uh, Lee Mendelson, who is responsible, who that team is responsible for, pretty much all of the holiday specials and a lot of like the really notable Charlie uh, Charlie Brown stuff. Uh, Another, I do want to. Before I forget, I do want to actually point out one thing about this: uh, is that the music in this movie was uh, partially done by Vince Guaraldi, who is responsible for the music in, say, a Charlie Brown Christmas. I think a few others, um, but this was his last, um, like a last composition for uh, Peanuts something, because he would unfortunately pass away uh, pretty soon if not before this movie came out. Um, So this is a pretty, like, this was the last Vince Guaraldi um, contribution to Peanuts. So there is that for it. Um, I just want to point out, but yeah, uh, Bill Melendez, Lee Mendelssohn are responsible for a lot of the specials. And this feels like a, I don't even know if bigger budget is really the thing because they're, it's the thing that how Peanuts look like I don't know if a budget is really necessary. Um, because Peanuts just kind of has a look for it. though. Now that I'm thinking about it, uh, there are a few scenes in which you could tell that the animation could probably be a little bit more higher quality. Uh, there is a scene in which a bunch of kids leave school.
2: That yeah, and the, the the same kids leave over and over. And
0: over and over again you could see them pop up. Um and it's actually also kind of fascinating to watch this movie on higher definition. Like if you're watching this cuz I I have a Blu-ray of this and you can see uh sometimes the cells in there. Like a lot of stuff that you pr- you wouldn't notice if unless you're like an animation person or like into it, but you can like really see like the looping backgrounds and all that.
1: Like basically, I will say the colors are very good, though.
0: Yes, like that. That's the thing is, like, there is like it doesn't need to be big budget, and what they do with what they have, like, there's just design choices that I feel work.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, like you said, Peanuts has it has a it has a look to it from the comic to 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 the movie, and all the movies basically have the same kind of look and feel to it. And I, I'm actually I wouldn't want it to have a big budget because I feel like that would take away from that that aesthetic. It's, it's a very it's a very unique aesthetic, of, yeah. that kind of fits that whole theme of Charlie Brown. Like Charlie Charlie Brown's this individual who who who's struggling in life, struggling to be somebody to do something with himself. And so just like that that low that low quality to it seems to fit the rest of that
0: that like the thing that I I feel about Charlie Brown is that good looking Charlie Brown does not look good yeah is that it doesn't need to look good now that being said uh, there are things you can do with the style that really look technically great like the um, the peanuts movie that came out like five years ago um I I haven't actually seen it so I can't verify with whether or not it's a good movie uh, but that that retains the peanut style in 3D and it looks really cool. Um it's like the thing with um like it's just because, because we recently watched it. Um Loop on the 3rd. Um like Loop on the 3rd sometimes has a really low budget. But sometimes it doesn't and it looks really fascinating. Like uh Loop on the 3rd the 1st that's coming out like or that is the most recent theatrical release of Loop on the 3rd thing. Um, yeah, I
2: kind of can't wait to see that.
0: Yeah, I, I've I kind of not heard great things about the movie itself, but it looks really cool.
2: Yeah. Also, no substance.
0: Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately.
2: That's, um, that's all I really have to say. Yeah. Uh, Torpo. Man,
1: Charlie's friends fucking suck. They fucking suck so bad.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it sucks uh, to have people not support you. Yeah. Yeah. But uh,
1: it's it's one of those things, like, just going back, like, I haven't watched Peanuts in a long time. So, like, I, I it's been a while since I had this sort of, like, look at it, but with, like, a, a more modern perspective, it's like, holy shit, Charlie's friends are terrible. Like, absolutely awful. And, like, his, the relationship with Lucy especially is fucking foul. oh God.
2: She's probably the worst out
0: of all of them. I mean, she absolutely is the worst out of all of them because a lot of the other ones, like, um, character doesn't show up or like two characters that don't show up in this show that actually are better, uh, friends, Charlie Brown, uh, Peppermint Patty and, uh, Marcy do not show up in this at all. Actually,
2: Peppermint Patty does show up, but very briefly, it's during the scene where Charlie is going on the bus. She's standing there with a sign that says Chuck.
0: Oh, okay. The one, like, I feel like if peppermint Patty had a better or a more prominent or like had a role in some things, I feel like her character is kind of she's somewhere between Linus and lucy um but probably more uh, a little bit like more like leaning more towards uh Linus in like terms she of-
2: she'll she'll hassle him, but it's usually in like good good nature
0: she's she's very play- like she play like she's not rivalish but she's playful like competitive with him yeah um same with marcy marcy also is a better it it's just that the cast in this particular ones is like the ones that really showcase which i feel like that's kind of a thing with this one is that it really showcases the more um that kind of side of tra- like the Charlie Brown entourage, um, because like you barely see, um, you barely see Sally in this movie, uh, you barely see like any of the other ones, like, um, like Franklin is not in this movie.
1: No, the focus is largely on like Charlie and Lucy, and to a lesser extent, Linus, and also obviously Snoopy because Snoopy has to be there. Yeah,
0: it's like most of like the most of the non-Linus friends you see are Lucy and Frida, who are the more, um, like more competitive, of them. Uh, so, yeah, that that kind of hurts that particular segment of it. Um, in yeah,
1: but yeah, like even the the toxic friendship aside. It is a pretty chill movie for the most part, just kind of something the vibe too, which, for me, is a little bit boring at times. But if you want something just like super low key, then there you go. Uh, that said, yeah, no. Also, I've heard people try to defend the Lucy thing. It's like, oh, Lucy actually like has a crush on. Shred-. No, it's that's not an excuse. That's never an excuse.
2: Also, no, she doesn't. She has but... a crush on Schroeder. Yeah. yeah exactly.
0: Also, like like they're they have toyed with that concept earlier. I don't think they have ever really uh like in the entire peanuts franchise, I don't think they have ever tried to push Lucy and Charlie Brown.
1: No, uh, I've heard other people say it though. It's like no, no, that's an t- excuse.
0: Considering the fact that there are other characters who have that, like, say for example, Peppermint Patty and Charlie Brown is a common uh I don't I really don't want to say ship. That this show does, like this franchise does, but
2: I like, don't know because the one I've heard most with Peppermint Patty is Peppermint Patty and Marcy. Th-
0: that also exists. Also Marcy and Charlie Brown. There's a lot of. I really don't want to. I really don't want to do sh- peanut shipping. But like, if we're gonna like analyze the uh, relationship with Lucy and Charlie Brown, that. It's I, purely
2: antagonistic. She no, has, she is uh, a
1: bully. She is a bully. Yeah, like straight yeah. up, she is a bully. That's
2: like, like that's There's... like when you're saying, oh, he's just pulling your pigtails because he likes you. Like it's just it's just reinforcing abuse and bullying. It's, it's
0: that, no. It is also the thing where it's like we realize, like remember, like this keep this comic strip came out in the fifties, and it's a it's a it's a art- artifact of the time where that relationship, like that was things that uh, like, I mean, even me growing up heard that kind of like behavior, like, like that, that justification of behavior, like,
2: well, somebody hurts you. It means that they like you. No.
1: but like, uh, Actually, that, yeah. that does remind me is really quick. Uh, speaking of fair weather friends, um, it was Lucy specifically who really jumped on the, oh, Charlie was successful, time to be his manager, and also try to train him and beat into him all of this reading. Like, she is the one who really put him in that super stressful spot. Yeah.
2: In. And then she got pissed when he fucked up. And, yeah. and look, She was getting pissed even before he fucked up, because remember when, when he first shows up on the TV, he slumped down, he's, you know, just ragged out from all the... Uh, the uh... He's studying, and she's immediately calling him a blockhead and saying he's falling asleep. Like she's already pissed at him before it even starts. Yeah, she's awful.
0: Yeah, it. This is something that I feel like. Again, this is a problem with this being a relatively early uh, entry in the franchise, um, or at least in terms of animated Charlie Brown stuff, Um, because it's something that does get a. It's never full like. It's never where Lucy is always like Charlie Brown's friend or something like that. Uh, But it's something that gets toned down in a way that's more like not like super toxic. Like she's always like, like not feel like bully is sometimes a bit too hard of a word in like future stuff. But she's always somewhat antagonistic towards it and like antagonistic towards pretty much everyone but I mean, she's
2: an outright bully in this like even yeah. to the point of leading a song about him being a failure.
0: Yeah. Also her the her therapy session which really shows the shows the that's just a it is a thing of peanuts in general in the time that it came out of uh, the idea of what therapy was. Also since she is, you know, the therapist is therapist is in five cents kind of thing. Uh, and basically her entire therapy session is just, oh, here's everything that you basically suck at. These very specific things I'm going to call out, which is uh, not a great thing. But then again, i kind of starting to wonder where my critique of this particular piece of media is in just early peanuts. And it's just being a fascination. Also, this doesn't even isn't so much even peanuts. It's just the time.
1: I, I will say, like we we are focusing largely on like the Lucy stuff and all that. But there's just a bunch of them that are just like not even any real dialogue or anything. It's just just Charlie vibing. Yeah. Like a lot of these are just super simple little little vignettes, like just little little bits Oh, so just things happening, kids playing. It's, for the most part, super chill. It's just. God, the entire like plot of the latter latter chunk of the movie is just oof. Yeah. Like overall, it's just it's just chill little animation. Looks nice. The color work is actually very good in my opinion. Mhm. And, and overall, it's it's just it's meant to showcase all these strips just in animated form. Just anytime yeah. Lucy is on screen, just like flames and yeah. uh, listen.
0: <laughs> one thing that I I was looking at the cast, and then one thing I did want to call out. Ah, uh, that's actually. A thing that's very commonly associated uh, with Peanuts uh, is being one of the first, one of the major, uh, use, having the major use case of the fact that I think it was either a thing that Bill Melendez de, uh, demanded or it was a thing that Charles Schultz himself um, wanted, uh, which was the use of actual children for the voice acting. Good. like the, Like, of course, it's not, like, it's not record it's not award-winning acting but these they sound like kids because there are kids and they do a good job um the kids like they there really isn't anything like any like really weird lines or anything like it's it's
2: yeah it doesn't sound like a bunch of adults trying to sound like kids which i always rag on in media because it's so it's it's always so obvious and it always sounds so awkward and weird, and it's kind of like I think it. I think it's cyberpunk had that thing where it was oh, where the, the kids m- were just shrunken down versions of the adults with the adult faces. Yes, that that's what it's, that's what it's like. Whenever I hear an adult try to do a, a kid's voice, it, it's it's that.
0: Yeah, it's really, it's yeah. It's one of the things that like I appreciate like peanut stuff for is that they i don't remember like the only media that i can think of that it's adults playing like the kids uh is during like sh like the th- it's like during productions of your man- good man charlie brown because it's an actual theatrical play mm. um,
1: uh, I-, I will also say like a big thing to say about the kids too is that the lion reads weren't really stiff at all which is something that tends to happen fairly commonly like uh They actually sounded like actually pretty all right.
2: It sounded like a a bunch of kids just being kids. Yeah, yeah. Like Lucy's a fuck. Some being a bunch (laughs) of bastards. Yes. Yes. Um, Just this, I can't get over how mean this this movie gets. Like it's a very mean movie.
0: Yeah, in it's yeah, and like I said, it's it's a thing that's kind of inherent about the Peanuts franchise as a whole. Uh, this one in particular is really bad about it, but it is something that gets toned like it. Something that gets toned down in later stuff. That um, a lot of the times, like sometimes, like uh, um, usually just a lot of time, like they have started to make Charlie Brown actually get the upper hand. Like, of course, like the football gag. Uh, a really good uh, reversal of that, I think, came out in. I think it was the show. Well, I had to. I'm pretty sure it was a comic strip. But at some point, like, Charlie Bray, he doesn't kick the football. He kicks Lucy and, like, breaks her hand. And I just remember that because I always thought that was funny. No,
2: I mean, it's justified. <laughs> Lucy sucks. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, that's actually really quick a thing that bugged the shit out of me. Is at the very end of the movie. Uh, there, So this is supposed to be played like, ah, uh, uh back to normal. Ah. Uh how nice which is basically uh lucy's playing with a football for some godforsaken reason and charlie sneaks up on her and goes to kick the ball but she lifts it up and he fucking goes he, he slips and falls like always and it's like ah ah ha, ha, uh, normalcy yep i it Welcome is a back to fail
0: It is a problem with a lot of comic strips is that status quo must be maintained at all cost. Um,
2: Because the football gag gets done a fair amount of times in the actual comic strip.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it it is like the, if there was a recurring gag in the comic strip that like most people like remember, uh, it is either like the Red Baron uh, like Snoopy thing or it's that football thing. Like, that thing is such a metaphor for, like... Like, it, like the thing is just a pop uh, culture metaphor that keeps on... Like, people bring up is, you know, Lucy pulling the football out. Like, it's such... It's, like, one of the, the franchise's, like, most popular things.
2: I could have sworn it actually became, like, a term at one point, pulling the football out. It is. Like,
0: it's... I've heard... I have heard that used in, like... Like, clinical... Like, or, like not clinical, but like, um, I want to say I've seen it used in like an academic paper before or like or like more professional settings of like, you know, explaining that, yeah, they pulled the football out to describe someone basically like baiting someone someone with something and then just pulling it out to get over them.
1: God.
0: Yeah.
1: Indeed. It's great. Because... <laughs> so, folks, for sounding too mean, like there are a lot of issues, but the problem is the other stuff—the a the, the lot more like loose stuff—is a lot harder to talk about at length. Like
2: legitimately,
1: it's hard to like really dig into and talk about because it's just kids being kids for the most part. Yeah,
2: I mean you have the base. We could talk about the baseball thing where his, his Charlie Brown's team always loses at baseball, uh, and then they have the gag where every time the ball gets hit, it gets hit so hard that he flies out of his clothes and he has to put them back on. And then uh, uh, Schroeder, actually, who's playing umpire, comes up and says, hey, you're putting your clothes on way too slow. If you keep this up, uh, we're never going to finish this game. Yeah. So, like, they even ac- they acknowledge the absurdity of, of, of this particular gag, but treat it as, as though it's, it's, it's an actual thing happening. And yeah, it's, it- it's interesting.
0: Yeah, it's like, there's also a lot of small details in this movie uh, that are really nice. Like, um, there's a really specific scene that actually is a very, it actually, it kind of plays like the main, like, Charlie Brown failure thing in a very loose way. Like, uh, Linus is sitting with Charlie Brown on their doorstep after losing the game, uh, and Linus is trying to cheer him up. And basically, Charlie Brown, or like, there's two sticks there uh so charlie brown like draws a tic-tac-toe board on the in the ground uh and they play a tick like they are offhandedly playing a tic-tac-toe board or like a a game of tic-tac-toe uh and linus just beats him and like he you like he is like like and he's doing it like in a way that looks like he's just offhandedly doing it like he's not even paying attention Uh, and then it gets to the point where it's like he he like wins and then confidently like like unconsciously strikes the thing through and then Charlie Brown looks at him all pissed and then he realizes what he does he's like oh oh whoops <laughs> which I thought was a nice touch like just offhandedly just proving Charlie Brown's point
2: yeah, there's lots there's lots of high points there's lots of low points and the movie movie spends a lot of time kind of meandering but in in a way where I think I think most of the meandering was actually pretty alright it's just the 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 extended sequences, the the piano sequence and the 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 figure skating sequence that I thought uh, weren't very good. But, but the other ones, they didn't,
1: they, really quick, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but it's because they didn't feel like strips. They didn't feel like the comic strips. They were just there to fill time.
2: Yeah, they're filler. Whereas like the other ones, it they kind of ha- there's like a plot. There's like a beginning, middle, and end to each of the each of the vignettes, and the, they you know they each lent their own air to the film. I guess I, I, I want to put it and the, it's just a very laid back movie for the most part until you get to the spelling bee.
0: Yeah. Um, and again, I feel like a lot of the problems that we're having with this movie, uh, can be boiled down to basically it's old. Uh, yeah,
1: Different times, different yeah. mindsets. Yeah. Um, cause I'm trying to think when did like,
0: uh, I'm just kind of thinking of like, if we're talking about animated vignettes, um, I was, it, uh, there's another, we've, we've watched another movie. That's kind of also a case of let's take something that already existed and make it a movie. Um, that's the Bug's Bunny Roadrunner movie, uh, which was a bunch of Looney Tune shorts that are tied together with a plot. Um, and it, it just seems like and that, but the thing was, that was 10 years later, um, like this kind of thing, I'm getting like, obviously, there have been animated movies before, um, but this was like the first time that we saw like Peanuts on a big screen. So I guess they tried to make it a little bit more grandiose, mm. but that's at least that's my, my take on it.
2: Um, it's a product also, of its time.
0: Yeah, also, I'm trying to take a look to see what specials had come out by this time. Um, like obviously, a Charlie Brown Christmas came out in 65. Um, Charlie Brown's All Stars, which I've never seen, came out in 60. So, uh, Great Pumpkin was 66, You're in Love was in 67, Easier Dog. Like, there have been shorts before. Uh, so there had been, it looks like there had been about five or six prior to this existing. Um, and yeah. Also, now that I think about it, when did Franklin become a character?
2: Yeah, because I I don't think Franklin was a character by the time this movie came out.
0: Is it another thing that I we want I I kind of want to do a quick little thing like we have been saying that basically a lot of this uh, was basically problems at the time uh, of like when this thing was came out. Uh, but I do want to point out that Peanuts did actually do. There's a it's not something that's actually kind of. Um, Really, like, people don't really remember this particular part about Peanuts, but it did actually try and push some things a lot, of Comic Strip did. Oh, Franklin came out in 68. Uh, but the fact was, like, putting Franklin in a comic strip in 68 was, like, revolutionary at the time. Uh, like, his father actually, um, like, Franklin's dad was a Vietnam soldier, like, when that was still going on. Uh, there's also the character Seven, that's not commonly talked about uh which was uh i forgot if it was about something but seven in peanuts like don't i'm trying to remember who that exactly was uh but there was a character name i believe his name was seven or i can't remember if it was like what if it was boy or girl or not um but seven that basically his or their parents named him that uh as like some sort of protest of like social security or something that he didn't like people he didn't like people being like numbered something so it's like okay you're gonna name us or like label us as that i'm just gonna name my kid seven Uh um and that although now that i'm saying this i'm remembering that that screenshot of charlie brown thanksgiving that keeps on going around of franklin sitting on the one side of the table all by himself so maybe that's undercutting my own point <laughs> Regardless, um, peanuts is an interesting comic strip. Um,
2: You're racist, Charlie Brown. <laughs> Strong Christian undertones. God, there's also there's, I mean, there's, an, there's an innocence to to the to to the strip and to the to the movie as well that you know you kind of pick up on. Like they're 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 all kids, and in spite of. Some of them being more toxic than others there's there's this degree of innocence to to it all
0: yeah like that is that is something that peanuts has always been like peanuts has always felt sincere yeah like it's never felt like they're doing things to like they're not I mean it's mean but it's always that mean in that weird sincere way where it's like they're just trying to like do their thing um so now I'm now I'm just remembering the the peanut special Why Charlie Brown Why, uh, which was mostly about Linus dealing with his friend um being diagnosed with cancer. Okay and, ha- and having to uh sit or like per- Linus standing up to a bully because he was making fun of this girl, uh because she didn't have hair because she was dealing with chemotherapy at the time. Which I, I, don't... I f-
2: I don't remember that at all. But it, it,
0: it it was like when did that come out? Why Charlie Brown why? That had to have been like yeah, it was 1990 when that came out. Um yeah, that was certainly a thing. Um but yeah. Should watch that. <laughs> I've watched it. It's I mean I I've watched it. It's uh it's Kind of rough in some spots, some spots actually um, just, have,
2: just have some good vibes and then cancer
0: i mean although i I will spoil something uh the girl pulls through
2: oh well, uh, i I would assume so the, it's peanuts,
0: yeah, like they, they will I think that is the hardest thing they have ever tried to tackle in that show um but yeah, also true. So now they say that Charlie or Snoopy Come Home is a very depressing movie because basically it is a chain of people very much being sad for various different reasons.
2: Oh, so it's basically the Brave Little Toaster then. Kinda. Because that movie was just everybody crying in every scene.
0: Yeah, actually. Um,
2: (laughs) That movie was just sadness, like defined. So...
0: Like, that is basically them sending Snoopy off, having a big, sad party about it. Him getting kidnapped at some point by some girl who, like, treats him, treats him like a doll or something like that. Uh, and then him, like, r- getting to the girl's apartment, who, by the way, had to give up Snoopy, because I think it also implies that she got cancer as well, or some sort of illness. Uh, and then they get like they reunite, and then oh, whoops! Apartment she lives in doesn't allow dogs.
1: I'm glad we're talking about a completely different movie. Yeah, <laughs> can't, we can't have so it. completely lost the script at this point.
0: I mean, to be fair though, there's not a whole lot to talk
1: about, and like we've and kind of discussed, there's just not a lot to talk about, and it's okay to end it there. Like, yeah, you I don't I, need I just... to stretch this out like they stretched out their movie. <laughs>
0: I, I, I have a, I, I'm a big Peanuts fan, so it's like, it's one of those things that's like, this franchise is really weird sometimes.
1: I get um, that. My point is, though, that we're talking about this one. Yeah, I I think
0: that's a, I think that's a sign that maybe we should probably move on and rank this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, why the fuck are you guys talking about that? I kind of forgot to. <laughs> All right. I was
2: just going along with the flow because that's that's that's, the that's way fine.
1: I, am. I just felt the need
0: to to rein it back in. point out because... that oh right, we're talking about something completely different. Yeah. All right. Olo doesn't,
2: usually... day... doesn't usually talk this much during these things, so I really just want to let him go.
0: <laughs> yeah. My yes, me talking in my own show. I um, yeah,
2: no, it's 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 a nice
1: little movie for half of it. And then the other half is a depressing reminder of what toxic friendships are like. Mm-hmm. All right. So
0: we're gonna judge this on our normal one to twenty-one ratio or like ranking with one being absolute mastercraft, can't get any better. Uh 21 being absolute garbage, don't even bother watching it. Um, axe, where would you give this?
2: This is a dead center. I mean, it's a serviceable movie, it's fun to watch it, but it doesn't do anything, you know, extraordinary or doesn't really elevate the the medium and it certainly does it doesn't do enough with the property i think
0: all right uh torpo
1: i would honestly say i'd probably put it around the same level as little nemo
0: yeah which is 11 so yeah.
1: yeah it's like looking at all this stuff it's like actually yeah no i i I enjoyed it about as much as i'd lit it little nemo which like it wasn't bad like don't get me wrong even if i I was kind of bored for a chunk of it, but that's just me being me. That's my own taste. But in general, I thought it was okay.
0: Yeah, Uh, I was also thinking right dead center in the kind of right around Little Nemo. Um, Little Nemo, which actually is kind of it's a very similar uh, movie in. A particular way, that being it is a movie that things just happen. In it, there's not a whole lot of... There's a plot to it, but it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Um, Though Little Nemo has a lot less, I would say... Like, the story in Little Nemo was not as interesting as this. Um, Or it was not as, like... trying to think of a way, because, I mean, the story is, like, not bad. But it's not as, like... Nothing to bring to the table, I guess. Um... Whereas in, they're also both based on comic strips, also of a very older time. That uh, although Little Nemo is not as problematic as the they actually stripped a lot of the problematic stuff out. Of Little Nemo, uh, the movie, thankfully.
2: I'm just remembering it now. Why? Now Why did you uh, remind let, me? Let's
0: not talk about Flip again. <sighs> um, but yes, um, I think that Eleven's also a put a good spot for that. It is a perfectly perfectly acceptable movie.
2: Good to put on in the background if you're doing chores.
0: Yes. Which, there is something to be said about that. Uh, what? I'm trying to remember what episodes. Is this 65 or is this 66? I think this is like well, Last week's. Well, last week's was uh, Mega Man, but we didn't put that on the board. 65 um, well, was Mega Man. Was 65 was Mega Man? Okay, so
1: it's a 66. Yeah, as I say, 64 is Secret of Mama, so. Oh, sorry. I have to check some
0: real quick because I just realized something.
1: Kicking my ass. Crushing my nuts. Six, six, seven.
0: Go ahead. Robocop's going to be 69.
1: Yes! Remember <laughs> that time Robocop shot that dude in the dick?
0: You know exactly that's going to be a thumbnail for that episode. <laughs> <laughs> the sure. greatest picture on the internet.
2: Dude. Uh, fucking, fucking wonderful. Dude. God, I hate
0: that that's like the one tweet that I've ever made that has gone close to viral. It's just me seeing, hey, hey, everyone, look at this perfect image. This is a theatrical release. Uh, this was a kid's movie. It's, so I've had this, it's the thing that, mm. Yes. So for tone, uh, I know we have market driven and that's mostly done for games, but this is a movie that's based on a comic strip.
2: It is, but I would also say it's whimsical.
0: Yeah, I'd say whimsical. All right. So let's see. We got, let's see. What do we want uh oh. I'm going to put a yikes in here just cuz there is Toxic. some uh, There is some uh there is some friendship things that are not called out that I feel probably wouldn't in nowadays. I feel like if Someone I
2: oh, don't no, know, I
1: feel like fucking Charlie Brown would still get grandfathered in with that bullshit.
2: Yeah, no, I'd say in this day and age there are people who be toxic and not even realize that they're being toxic. So
0: Yeah. All right, let's see. Um, let's see, is there any things we want to call out in music, charm, cinematography, storytelling, action, and art?
2: Oh, music, I would say music and art are both a thumbs up.
0: Yeah, I would also yeah. agree. the pe- um, The peanuts
2: theme itself, uh, on its own, is iconic.
0: Yep, Linus and Lucy. Also, the the music in general is just really good. Uh, the main theme tends to get stuck in my head whenever I think of it. Um,
2: do, do, I, do, 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 I forgot
0: do, who the actual author of it is, but uh, do, do. yeah. Uh, anything else we want to call out for like cinematography? I wouldn't really call out anything. I wouldn't say it's bad. Storytelling, I, I also would not say anything. Other action doesn't count. Charm? Do you want to give it a thumbs up for charm? Mm.
2: Uh, I mean, it's got the peanuts charm. It's got that peanuts feel to it. I don't know if you would call it charming, but it's that's what it is. Yeah. I'm gonna leave it in your hands. What do you think?
0: I, I I'll leave it blank. Okay. So I feel like this one in particular is kind of more basic about it.
2: You're wrong, but okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, anything to call up for yay or nay? Okay. Uh, so
2: would you say
1: milk or boy? This is from the XDS.
2: I was there?
0: I was thinking boy. This was from the XDS.
2: Yeah. That and it's too damn long. It's too long. Yeah, I
0: don't feel like this really justifies the hour and a half. No. Like,
2: I would say maybe like an hour, maybe
0: like maybe an hour and like fifteen. But I feel like an hour and a half is a bit too long.
2: It's funny because I was driving home from getting my cat's medication. I was like, "All right, I got to sit down and watch the movie before before we do the recording." So I was like, "Oh, it's Peanuts. It's probably like what half an hour, forty five minutes." No, and like, oh no, it's an hour and a half. Great. Well, the problem is, it's like
1: the vignettes smashed with the actual plot line, and like, there's no flow from one into the other.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're 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 trying they're trying it out to see how well it would work. Like it it feels more like an experiment, experimental film than like an actual honest to god goodness effort. If that makes sense.
0: Yes, that that is actually a really good way of describing it. It's a it is a they want to see if they can do a Charlie Brown special, the length of a movie, which they did, and also this without this you wouldn't have had the other ones which do actually like the other like the other charlie brown movies are not vignettes they are full-on stories yeah. that they, like, they are i should say they are vignettes but they actually tie together much better
1: than
2: this does um, most famous i think would be uh, it's christmas charlie brown
1: yeah okay but would you say everyone is an idiot
0: I don't I would not say that everyone is an idiot because I feel like Linus Charlie is,
1: there. is Charlie is is fucking he's I trying his I'm best. Fucking... He is. He is. Charlie is is a nice kid put in a bad situation and Linus is trying his best to help.
0: Yeah, that's the thing I would say it's just that also they're children. They're not perfect.
1: Yeah. No, I still say Charlie is a good person. He's like a good yeah. kid in a bad situation.
0: Yeah. Like that is like a prevailing theme throughout a lot of the later Charlie Brown stuff, like straight up. I can't remember if it's a special or not, but there is one that is, I mean, I'm pretty sure that the theatrical play is you're a good man, Charlie Brown. Like that is a recurring theme throughout a bunch of the later Charlie Brown stuff. So, yeah, I think just length and boy, was the X's I think will be good for this one. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's it. Um, So, Yep, there is our first look at Charlie Brown stuff. I kind of, I'm kind of thinking, uh, I'm kind of curious what the next Charlie Brown thing I would do because, uh, I mean, since we did Snoopy concert for the SNES, um, really anything Charlie Brown is open. You really don't have to do any of these in like chronological order. I really don't want to watch Snoopy come home again because that is actually a depressing movie. Too bad we
2: got to I mean I I would I I would like to do the Christmas one cuz it's it's we, well known yes. and it's really good. That that whole scene at the end with lines. I mean
0: also the one thing I will say uh doing Charlie Brown Christmas would be interesting. Uh the one other thing I would say with doing that is that I feel like we should do a double feature uh because there is another Charlie Brown Christmas special that I actually like better that it doesn't get enough love, which is It's Christmas Time Charlie Brown. And that one actually, I kind of like. Hmm. but um yeah, that was a I want to say mid- eighties uh, Charlie Brown special, um, but i it's it's one that doesn't get the the love that Charlie Brown Christmas does, which, I mean granted, that thing was huge when it came out. Uh, yeah, that that's just me, but who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll just do all the christmas or all the holiday. The ones together because they're short enough they're they are like 30 like what charlie brown christmas is what 30 minutes long I think I so charlie brown christmas That if i know uh it it, it is 25 minutes long wow yeah because so we
2: easily I, do a double feature actually
0: we could do an entire episode of all the holiday specials um because that that'll be like the t- like watching seven episodes some but uh yeah nonetheless Uh, That is it for A Boy Named Charlie Brown. It is a film that is pretty average, that might have aged a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's a a thing that it's good to put in the background or something.
2: Good for vibing. Uh,
0: So yeah, with that, uh, before you close out, Ax, is there anything you want to plug?
2: Uh, Yes, the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network. Uh, If you ever want to check it out, it's a great resource for people who have autism who want to live a more independent life.
1: All right, uh, Torpo. God, I feel so inferior every time you do that. So
2: <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> That's exactly why what's I do it. It's not to Turbo. actually help people with autism, but just to spite you. <laughs> just the style on my. <laughs> what do you <laughs> got yeah, to don't, say, don't, Torpid? What's,
0: what's no. your Twitch channel, Torpo?
2: <laughs> <laughs> gonna, time. <laughs> gonna promote <laughs> yourself again, Torpid? <laughs> Typist on Twitter. <laughs> actually
1: you
0: might want to speak up so people can actually understand.
1: Twitch.tv slash typist and at typist on Twitter. And I would fucking like to plug the hole in my ego. Yes.
0: Alright. Uh so uh next week we are finishing our look or, or look at Mega Man the TV series season one. Um so we got six episodes of that to take a look at. Uh, those will be definitely interesting I'm sure of it they're not going to totally be kind of met but I don't know I actually haven't watched them in a while so who knows they might actually be interesting might not but we'll see uh so with that uh thank you all for listening and have a good time whatever time it is
2: Bye.
0: if you would like to look at the full list of rankings for yourself please visit r3.ldp.life and go to the media delta list tab. If you would like to watch Media Delta's sister show, Retro Rank Crapsody, you can either watch at YouTube.LTP.life, or by tuning into Twitch.tv/LowToPuzzle at 7:30 p.m. on Fridays, 2:30 p.m. on Saturdays, and 1 p.m. on Sundays. All those times are from the Eastern U.S. time zone. If you would like to discuss this episode with the community, you can do so by joining our Discord server which you can do so by going to discord.ldp.life. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you tune in for our next episode.